fears of tripping on top. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! Tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 what's up everybody? Today is Sunday, May 4th, 2014. This is episode 152 of the Hot Box. I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. That's Kyle. What's Howdy. up? Good. Uh, every Sunday, Good. usually right here, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. You can join us. Uh, for this episode, at least for the beginning of it here, we have a, a pretty cool interview. Um, a double interview. That's right. In fact. Two people, same time. Uh, we're going to be talking to Sherry Albert and Jessica Blank from goodmedicine.tv. And uh, if you guys don't know, what they do is, like, it's it's this reality show, but it's, like, it's a, it's sit- a YouTube show. reality. Right, yeah. right. But it's based in, like, this L.A. dispensary. So it's, like, all of these quirky characters uh, dealing with, a, with a, the dispensary. Uh, situations, yes, the, the many, the many varieties of hilarity ensuing, and there's situations. There's two episodes out right now. Uh, like I said, you can go to goodmedicine.tv and you can check them out. Hey, we got Sherry Albert, Jessica Blank on goodmedicine.tv. How hey, are you, ladies, doing? We are doing hey. awesome. So tell us a little bit about the show. I mean, just kind of give us a brief rundown. We we introed it a little bit, just saying that it was. Uh, a dispensary in in Southern California. Just give us a little bit more details here. What are some of the characters? Absolutely. Well, Good Medicine is a workplace comedy with weed. We felt that it was time for one of those. <laughs> Everything needs a little more weed in it. Everything needs a little more weed, Absolutely. especially if you're going to be stuck at work for eight hours. Um, and it's actually based in part on Sherry's real life experience working at a dispensary in L.A. So that is, that? Sherry, is is that an ongoing thing or was that something you did for the article? Was that on that was on the HuffPo? Yeah, that was on. No, that the the article was the result of the real life uh, tragedy. Uh, no, it wasn't a tragedy. <laughs> tragedy. It was, uh, it, I was in L.A. and I, I was uh, I, I am an actor and I got flown out there to maybe be on a TV show and. That didn't happen, and <laughs> Jess is texting me. Do you want to get anything and off I, your chest about that? Do you you need sound, to have I mean, session? do you want to like name drop what? who it was and tell them? No, okay. No, not, well, the, I'll just say that the dispensary doesn't exist anymore. But it was, um, and the the TV show never happened, and it well for anybody, and uh, and I needed a job, so I ended up working. Uh, uh, working at a dispensary um, on Hollywood. I will say that it was between Sunset and Hollywood uh, in Hollywood. That's a pretty and, specific stretch. I yeah, think the we first, might be able to narrow this down. <laughs> the first place my mind went to was the Weed War show, and I was like, was she on that? I was watched like three episodes, and then I was like, all right, this is kind of terrible. No, <laughs> it no, it was, all right, I'll, it was called, since it doesn't exist anymore, it was called the Earth Collective. And huh. uh, that was what the name of the the dispensary was called, and uh, and I worked there for gosh, I think it was two years. I I don't remember because I smoked so much weed. So <laughs> I, I hear that could affect memory. I I don't know. I don't. Something in there. I don't remember reading psychological that. studies. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. It happens. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So um, yeah. So I met all these crazy people and amazing people, and and it was it was an incredible 
memorable time of my life, even though I can't remember a lot of it. And um, yeah, it was it was fun. You know, it was it was crazy and I made money and I and I learned a lot about weed. I learned a lot about weed. Who would have thought, that, like, when you're a kid and your first, you know, you, you get your first taste of weed whenever that might be. You're like, there's this whole culture that goes along with it that's pretty interesting when you when you get into it. It's a real deep rabbit hole. So you guys yeah. have two episodes oh, yeah. out right now. It, are these characters, like, actually written based on your real-world experiences? Like, are these people you worked with, or is this they're, just... They're well- they're characters. They're they're inspired right. by right. So okay. Sherry wrote Definitely. a pilot, um, a TV pilot based on her experiences or inspired by her experiences working at this real life dispensary. And then Eric and we knew each other through through all being actors in New York. And she sent it to Eric and I, and we read it and we liked it. And we said, Hey, would you be up for writing some webisodes with some of the same characters, all of us together, that could be kind of like a prequel. Right. Cause mm-hmm. we have right. a, our, we own our place in New York. And so we were like, we'll just hire a kick-ass production designer. We can shoot it in our house. Eric can direct it. And so we got our heads together doing that. So it's definitely like a few layers of fictionalization away from Sherry's oh, yeah. real experience. But definitely everybody's inspired by, I think, real people, ex- except for Sarge. Sarge is a special <laughs> character who is invented for the actor who is playing him, Jeremy right. Schwartz, who is a comic yeah. genius and is like a national treasure. He's also the voice of Comedy Central. So if he sounds familiar, that's because you've heard him say, tonight on an all-new South Park. Right. Nice. <laughs> that's okay. awesome. That just totally clicked with me. I was like, yeah. oh, my God. And like I was going to I was gonna say, like, it has really amazing production quality for, like, you see a lot of shows on YouTube and it's, Kind of like what we do here. It's like a live show thing based like in our basement or at our mom's house or in a studio somewhere. But it's like you watch it on <laughs> awesome. full. Are you really in your mom's house? No, we moved or out. We moved house. out last year. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you like we have a Chromecast and stuff so we can cast stuff from YouTube onto the TV. And yeah, I don't cool. get this cool. feeling from a lot of stuff I watch. But your show, it was like we were watching TV. It was mm-hmm. it was really nice. Oh. It, it was a breath of fresh air. Thank you. So, how many uh, how how many episodes do you guys have written or shot or planned? Is this uh, we like shot, we shot the whole season at once? So we did because we crowdfunded it. We did a Kickstarter, and that's like you know I feel like you can do like a maximum of one of those per year. One so Kickstarter you get one year. Kickstarter and one Indiegogo if you're lucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> that's what we did. That's exactly what we did. You money. yes. And then after it. your friends are like, "Fuck you, dude." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like. I'm still waiting on my T-shirt from the last one. Come on! Yeah. yeah. Oh my God! We have to. You'll have to when we get off the air. You'll have to uh, get give me addresses and I'll mail you guys some good medicine shirts. Oh, that's awesome! Totally. We'll totally, totally wear them during so, the show. We always so accept swag. We raised the budget for the first season, and we shot that all at once. We shot it about almost a year ago. Um, we shot five yeah. webisodes and a music video. Um, and the video, the music video is. Um, you know, it's a riff on, I don't know if you guys know the hip-hop song, My Dick by Mickey Avalon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that's like, what that's... Ours is my yeah. <laughs> um, he so, did that he well. Got, Being a oh, hip-hop what? artist myself, I have to say, he did that pretty well. <laughs> awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah, right on. 
as a non-hip hop artist at all, I would say he did a pretty good job too. Right? <laughs> so it was yeah, completely it was, no. If you had no time. idea about the original song, you I didn't. Still enjoyed that, I didn't, right? And, and I enjoyed it until I was like, dude, cool. that's that my dick song, dude. Listen, <laughs> I don't know what the my dick song is, but I'm enjoying this. So <laughs> he looked well at done. me like the what? I, I don't know you. <laughs> So uh, I have a Sherry and I got for you guys. Long dream of being video hose in that music video. Oh my God. Also, now we can check that off the bucket list. That's awesome. Not many yeah, women can can say that. <laughs> I was wondering. I was wondering when that was gonna that was gonna come true. Um, <laughs> along with health insurance, those are the two things. You guys like, like both. You guys both called your moms at the same time. You're like, we did it. We finally <laughs> did it. Victory pose. <laughs> We made it. We made well, it. To, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because of this show, I had to come out to my mom for, you know, having worked in a dispensary and, and all that, you know. That was all news to her? I just did not want to hear that back. So. so that was all news to her, huh? Well, oh, yeah. No, she had no idea. I mean, I was working in an, a flower store as well, and I just kind of put it all under that umbrella. Well, it kind of is a flower, flower store. Flower? So, yeah, that makes total sense. It is. That is. On Valentine's Day, actually, I kind of get hassled by my girlfriend. She's like, you never buy me flowers. I'm like, there's a jar of weed there like every week. Would you rather would you rather have flowers that just die and you have to throw away? Or would you have flowers that smell good and then you can smoke them? And then, yeah, she doesn't hassle me anymore about that. It, yeah. So it works? It's, yeah, it's it totally perfect, works. Perfect. You got to present it. Wow. It's all in the presentation. <laughs> Uh, Only my wife. Well, that's read. true, but you know, you you might want to buy her some uh, some daisies or something as well. Just well, sh- you know, sure, sure. <laughs> Just a surprise. Yeah, that's right. It's Whatever. always good. Whatever. So you guys, you so guys I have had a question a... for you guys. Did you guys um did you guys watch the episodes with, after you you took some medicine, or did you just watch them without medicating? Uh, well, define medicating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we just call it smoking weed. Medicating. <laughs> medicating me yeah smoking weed i uh, see back in the day in the store we weren't allowed to call it getting high or smoking right. weed. you had to say you sure. know politically correct or smoking your medicine taking your yeah. medicine so the first few times i heard me. that it was kind of odd to me i was like but i don't want to take my medicine i just want to get high i just want to smoke some weed smoke like weed, but, but yeah. so for for this show i've kind of been doing this experiment because we talk a lot about uh the legislation regulations and whatnot and one of the things we were talking about is the driving while supposedly intoxicated on cannabis Uh, and so uh, i have a day job where i drive for a living so i've been doing this experiment kind of this is actually the first i've really mentioned it on the show but for the last month i've been instead of just smoking cigarettes i will smoke a spliffs so that's all uh i consume all day long and my quality of work has actually increased which i'm kind of worried because i don't know uh, how I'm going to maintain that when I stop, you know, just smoking all day. But it, it's an interesting right. anecdote just to to be on that side of it and be like, I'm I'm not impaired. And I've been like driving this long, allegedly, and having no problems. Um, So when I watched your show, uh, yeah, I, I was. I we was consider high. that normal operating temperature. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's kind right, of a right, baseline. Right, right. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, I'm glad everybody that you are actually it's interesting cuz I I was just curious to see like how many people are watching it, you know, baked and as opposed to not baked. I would be curious if they got as many of the jokes and the references if they weren't on that operating temperature. It seems to be like a perfect frequency that you can resonate right with when you get there. It's like, yes, yeah, awesome. I, I think, too, I though, the, the people that find the the sort of web series that this is, I think already are going to have like a baseline understanding of yeah. 
of the the content and, and whatnot. It's like that show Trip Tank. I've I've been watching a lot of that lately, and it it it's one of those shows where you're just like, I want to save these and watch them on acid or DMT or something yeah. like that because yeah. there's this whole other layer to them. Where and you see and, so much, right? And same with this. Like when you're stoned, you kind of get more of the uh, what's that called? The je ne sais quoi of the jokes, if you will. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm high je right. Ne sais quoi, I'm high right now. I have he's no been waiting idea. a week to drop that je ne sais quoi. I've, I'm just killing time. Oh I have no <laughs> but so, how high were you guys when you made that show? I mean, were you guys sitting around smoking? Because a lot of people. Completely fucking sober when we shot the right, and that's what I want to say. Like nervous breakdown if we had been high. However, (laughs) I can't speak to our state of mind when we wrote it. Right, right. Or every night when we finished shooting. But that's different, and And I I feel like a lot of a lot of the mainstream has that misconception that like things like shows like Half Baked or or this kind of thing. They're they're like, man, those guys must have been so high the whole time. And how, would, it's like, how would they remember their lines? Yeah, it's <laughs> you, know? you have to be kind of when you're doing something like that, you have to have a certain, you know, head about you. Yeah, so, you got to be on it. We had a casting crew of like about 25 people. So, especially when yeah. you're spending money on like studio time or whatnot. It's the same thing with making music. Like you can't just go in there all blaze and like waste the producer's time. You know, it's your money. So right. you got to be on point and be ready to, to bring it. Totally. But when yeah. you're brainstorming, it's oh, a whole yeah. <laughs> That's, That's a, a whole nother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There were definitely some jokes that were created uh, not sober. For oh, sure. wait, till you, wait till you see this episode hasn't come out yet, but wait till you see the Thomas Jefferson fantasy oh, yeah. friends. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, do yeah. you do you guys have like a timeline of when you air these or is there like a certain schedule? We're releasing them about every couple of weeks. Okay. And we have, you know, it's and it's sort of rough, although I think we are going to stick with trying to release every day a new one comes out. It'll be at 420. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at, at Good Medicine TV, and we'll be announcing all over the all over Twitter whenever we're about to release a new one. And we also have a lot, like a lot of awesome actors and actresses came in to just improv with us. Like we have improv stuff with Annabella Shiora playing this woman who like married an old guy when she was in her twenties, and he just <laughs> won't die. <laughs> She's uh-huh. like, I need weed to get me through this. We have a lot of great people. So we're also putting together some little interstitial stuff as like, you know, what I don't know, what's the fancy food word for when you get something in between courses? Cream and a moose bouche or a uh, palate, what's it called? A palate, palate cleanser. cleanser. There's so much yeah. French on this show. I feel like we've had just That's, that's the second French drop. We have a huge yeah. French audience. So uh, we're in Montana, pretty close to Canada. I don't right. know if French, French Canadians. Canada. I don't know. I'm <laughs> trying to make a link here. There's it's the link. Working, There's though. the link. Thank you, Kyle. Okay, that was good. Way to tie it together. We live. Creates a nice network of associations. You can cast a wider net and bring it back. So we live in a big like ski resort town. So we see them like once a year. It's it's good. They come and spend their money, and then they get the fuck out of here. We we love the. It's a good system. Yeah. Come and What's spend the your deal money. with the legalization there in Montana? It's What's so going on? Uh, well, knows, it so. happened. Did, are you guys familiar with the the Code of the West documentary at all? No. Okay, no. check that out. If you guys have Netflix, it's it's pretty interesting. It's but really it kind of 
it more professionally follows a lot of like the little talks and symposiums that we as the hotbox went to. And this was back when, so the medical thing happened and everything was cool for a couple years. And then a couple business people came in and kind of blew the numbers way up. And that caught the eye of some people on some subcommittees. And of course, that started the whole like political push to kind of get it repealed. The numbers went from like 3,000 medical patients to like 30,000 within the oh, course yeah. of like a couple years, right? So, and I mean, yeah. in any other business, that's a good thing, right? That's like a great problem you would to think have. Outstanding look at all of our exponential growth. Right, look at all of our customers. Industry. Look it's... how well we've done. Oh, no. When yeah. that happened here, they raided a bunch of the dispensaries. 24 in one day. Yeah. And this was right oh. at the time they were doing the vote on the committee hearing for the, the repeal or the re restructuring. So. Now, tell them who was the main opposition for the safe... The... Oh, safe community, safe kids. Yeah, there's this group out of Billings that... Uh, just pushed it really hard using their children as the the agenda tool right and i'm sure Hi. you guys see that i mean we see that everywhere for everything you know if a child can be used to to further this sort of agenda then it will be and yeah. That's, well, uh, we're using Jessica, Jessica and Eric's child to further our agenda. <laughs> yeah, she appears in the web series. Nice. She's in it. Yeah, she's she has and a she has a cameo. You know, we live in in Brooklyn in like Hipsterville, right? But they're actually the our neighborhood bookstore has on prominent display in the children's book section this awesome book called It's Just a Plant. Yeah, I've yeah. The first host of this show has children, and she would read them that book, and I think that's where I first learned of it. But that is an amazing book I, if I you want to really tell your kids the one. truth about what you know, yeah. mommy and daddy are smoking. <laughs> right. Well, because the, the the real truth is, I mean, you know, taking it back to this dispensary, and in this season, we really don't touch on it that much. And hopefully, you know, if and when we get picked up or whatever happens, you know, with the show. We're going to touch on, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, the reality that it really, it really is medicine. I mean, when I was working in the dispensary, there was this guy who would come in and listen, a lot of people obviously just wanted to have a good time. Right. But then there were a lot of people who really, really helped. There was a guy who had bone cancer and he was allergic yep. to the barbiturates mm -hmm. that he had to take, you know, and he, and he couldn't keep anything down with the chemo. And, and he came in and I used to, I used to pack that guy's jar. Like it was, you know, we had, we would have to weigh it, you know, yeah. and I just, I jammed so much weed in there. It was crazy. <laughs> and, it's, and I was just like, you know, take whatever you want on the way out as far as edibles, you know, I mean, it, that's Awesome. It was just so it really does help, I and mean, it was awesome. Yeah, it was not awesome for the business owners, but <laughs> well, no. Either way, but, I mean, you're yeah, you're, you're yeah. giving patients They're good medicine. Awesome. I I used for to have a, a guy when I was yeah. down in Southern California. I had a little um, operation where I was feeding to a patient that had a really uh, aggressive brain tumor, and they basically gave her about two months to live. And mm. we started doing the Simpson oil. My entire crop went to doing the Simpson oil, and. She, I, I don't know exactly. I mean, there's, this is all anecdotal, but she's, it's been two years and she's doing great. Amazing. It's amazing wow. to so. see like the look on their faces when they're able to like get really good medicine and people like actually care about what's going on. It's, yeah. it, it's kind of cool. And we, we worked a little bit with, uh, Irvin Rosenthal, Rosendale. Uh, he was one of the federal patients and he had one of those bone problems where he would grow these tumors on his joints and everything. 
uh, when he was a kid, he used to have to have surgery like every six months or so. And he started, you know, using the cannabis and those went down to having surgeries like every few years. And it's all the anecdotal evidence like that. It's it's really interesting to see like when it'll get actual research put towards it, I think, once it's yeah. rescheduled. <laughs> That's totally. the first step. Yeah. But it's amazing. It's we make, amazing. We make fun. I mean, we make jokes. Right now, we're but... just we're just hoping we make some people laugh, and exactly and that's, that's right. medicine in and of itself, too. You know, so so when's the next episode coming out? Can you guys tell us? Is it is it going to be? Don't out? I don't know. Just when is it? Yeah, Tonight. We don't have a date. Tomorrow? I was just texting with our editor about finalization, but it will be. It should be within the next couple of weeks for sure. Awesome. And oh, awesome. we can and we can be found all over the internet. We have our own. Yep. Funny or Die channel, which is Good Medicine TV. So you can find us easily on Funny or Die that way. We have a website, which is goodmedicine.tv. And our Twitter handle is at goodmedicine.tv. So we are are all everywhere. We're we're internet people. So we're all over the web and we are not difficult to find at all. That's cool. We'll definitely put links to all of all of your accounts so people can find you. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll bump them in the show notes. And Ice T just tweeted us the other day, which I was personally incredibly (laughs) like psyched about. I I I was like, dude. very honored by that now is that I, the I, I, right? is that the yeah. connection from your appearance on that show were you on that show that he was on is that the same law and order or is this just a random coincidence well every i mean i think sherry and i and eric and probably every single actor in new york yeah. city the professional has been on a law and order playing <laughs> either some kind of Something. grieving i actually may have you i well, may what did you play what did I you play jess I was oh my god, that's so fun! You yeah, were jealous. Flirted with Vincent D'Onofrio, which was kind of fun. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I was uh, I was a secretary uh, in a construction at a construction company with uh, Jerry Orbach and Jesse Martin. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. I may so, actually so have our, inadvertently our big guest star in episode two is Kelly Giddish, who's a regular on SVU. So he tweeted about her episode of Good Medicine. Nice. Um, yeah. But you know he's iced tea, man. Right? Like, That's I remember. Fantastic. Do you guys remember the movie Colors? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Awesome. <laughs> and the theme song—it's just like I can hear it in my head right now. It was. Oh my like, god! So good. That was so good. We have street cred now, Jess. Right? Really he was like kid. hardcore hip. I remember that when I was a kid. I came. I came up listening gangster. to. Yeah. The right. Original. The original. Oh, OG. <laughs> OG. Uh, that's so funny. All right. Well, hey, it was great talking to you guys. We'll you let you get awesome. out of here uh, before we take up any more of your time. But hey, next uh, next time you guys release a few episodes, definitely feel free to come back and we'll talk about those. Awesome. We would love Thank to. You. Thanks for having us. And if you need extras or cameos, yeah, well, we're, we're always available. Anytime. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Next we'll, time we'll you guys it. have to fly your asses in and we'll get you on, we'll, we'll get right? you on some good medicine. Awesome. Have a great night, ladies. Good <laughs> night. Too. Take care. Good deal. Good deal. Sherry Those Albert, Jessica great. Blank. Uh, you guys can find their show at goodmedicine.tv. We'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com. All right. Uh, let's, some news before we wrap this show up, of course. Uh, we've been talking about the whole Colorado and border states thing, like Oklahoma, for example. Right. Uh, we had a listener 
send a letter Darren, to right? his. I think it was Darren. Was yeah to his senator or some, yeah. I I forget who it was, but and we got the response back right, and we went through that. So I just thought uh, we would mention this. Uh, John Ingold on the Denver Post writing. He says that five people living in Colorado's San Luis Valley, uh, they're all facing federal charges in Oklahoma for allegations that they planned to produce as much as 50 pounds of marijuana every month and sell it outside the state. Now, the well, first... Hold on. Hold on. Did they say planned? Allegations that they planned to... Now, if you could get arrested on allegations of planning things, I mean, I've... I, I don't want to say now because I'm scared. Wait a second. We can't plan things out. Is this out. thought I mean, crime? It's one of, those, one of those things where every dude has thought about how they would rob a bank. Right. Every Are dude we all has going thought about to how jail? to rob a bank. Now they're going to say that we're going to go to jail because we happen to plan. Prostitution, murder, <laughs> probably rape. I don't, I don't want to make any distasteful rape jokes, but, you know, yeah. some people, right? Some folks. Uh, they say the marijuana was to be grown, okay, saying that there, there wasn't any actually grown. But if, if it was, it was going to be grown here uh, on this ranch near Creststone. Uh, and other nearby properties. They say the pot was to be distributed, right? Okay, so not saying that it, it was distributed, but if it was to be, it would be uh, distributed through an Oklahoma City-based network that was also involved in... Oh, here's their, here's where they fucked up. It was also involved in cocaine and methamphetamine Those distribution. damn dealers. So, okay, well... <sighs> So they're meth heads. You guys should have said that before we started reading this. <laughs> you probably should have. This wasn't just a weed bust. Why are they right? Up? But see how it's painted. It's I mean, planned out as a weed ring, and then it, it shouldn't ends up say being also meth charged end. with a plan to sell marijuana in Oklahoma. It should say charged with selling meth and cocaine in Oklahoma. Right? I and mean, with allegations of an attempt for right. Marijuana. One of them squealed and mentioned something about. Uh, their their so they just plans. got the headline wrong. Okay, right. I see uh, the undercover this. DEA agents and informants posing as investors in the scheme infiltrated the ring before the marijuana grows were fully up and running. Uh huh. See, and that's that's another thing. Like, you need to know your people. They could have been growing tomatoes. But you need to know your people. It's not yeah. like one day your buddy comes in. He's like, oh hey, I found this investor. He wants to throw in like eight hundred thousand dollars. Like really. Really? Because, like, the last, oh, I don't know, forever, nobody's wanted to throw in any amount of dollars. So now yeah. all of the, su like, that's that's suspect. you you got to know your people. Well, then, if these guys are coke and meth dealers as well, I'm sure that well, they, it started word there. spreads far and wide, does it not? Yeah. I mean... Uh, they say the agents in Colorado arrested Curtis Wagner, 49, Skylar Freeman, 25, and David Seal, 48, Sean Memon, 34 and the 25-year-old kid got yeah, fucked. Yeah. He was he was the influential one out of the the bunch 49 48. Okay. And they say out of state diversion of Colorado grown marijuana has been a major concern for law enforcement since the enactment of legalization in the state. Of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, during a hearing before the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee this week, DA Administrator Michelle Leonhardt said investigators are seeing more illegal marijuana flowing out of Colorado. She said, and I quote, We are very concerned about what we see happening in Colorado. Time to fight. And time fight back time to end this experiment. 
Colorado, yeah. Washington, sorry. Let's cut it's, it off. It's time to end this experiment. Your legal weed is crossing these invisible lines and turning magically into illegal weed. Yes. And people are losing their jobs and freedoms and they shit. took her jobs. They took her freedoms. <laughs> All right, uh, interesting study here, I thought, uh, talking about Parkinson's and medical cannabis. Kind of... Uh, some good good research. They say that right now, uh, the standard treatment for Parkinson's is levodopa, L-dopa. L-dopa. Um, and they say that it has, like, a lot of nasty side effects and, and difficulties with its use. Uh, they say that patients who are on a steady regimen of the drug are warned to not miss any doses. Uh, the drug can also interfere with sleep bowel movements and cause forgetfulness and confusion. So like you're tired, <laughs> you can't poop, you're forgetting where you are and now you're all confused about it. That's that's uh, yeah. not good. That's not good. That's you're, not good well, at all. That at doesn't sound like a treatment. That sounds Forgetfulness and confusion yeah. may occur in cannabis use as well. But, but at least you'll be poop. able to poop right. You poop right. You can poop Shit. right. I mean, fuck, when's the last time you couldn't poop right? I mean, I enjoy smoking, my regular balance. Smoking movements. a lot of weed for a lot of times. It's and never affected that. No. Uh, they say, I, and then, yeah. of course, with the not pooping right, uh, you become constipated for too long and the bowel becomes impacted, right? Excess Ooh. toxicity can then build up, uh, of course, causing other problems. Uh, they say levodopa is also known to cause depression, suicidal thoughts, hives, rapid heartbeat. Some er elderly patients have been disturbed by nightmares brought on by the drug and have fallen out of bed as a result. I like how they had to throw elderly patients in there. It's not no regular patients. It has to be the old folks. Well, it could be, that's right? <laughs> the regular patients don't fall out of bed and break hips, right? That's true. I mean. That's true. Weak right. hips. Uh, and that's kind of what they say here. It could result yeah. in, right. Uh, when Parkinson's patient is immobilized by a broken hip, the disease then develops at a much more rapid pace. Even without the debilitation of broken hip, a patient might cease activities due to the drug-related depression. So, then they go on to talk about, in the Journal of American Medical Association, they published a review back in April, like last mm -hmm. month, wow. right? Uh, which recommended the continuation of levodopa therapy. The abstract made no references to patients' risks of side effects or secondary problems which might arise from using it, nor was it stated whether the study was funded or influenced by interested parties in the pharmaceutical industry. Interesting. Interesting. It, yeah. uh, so then they say that you know medical cannabis can offer an effective, safe treatment for those suffering Parkinsonisms. The medical journal Clinical Neuropharmacology Boom! Nailed it. Yeah, uh, did, recently words. Released, words. You, words. <laughs> a recently released an observational study which offers new hope to those enslaved by the dual demons of pharmaceutical drugs and Parkinson disease. A uh, study was small and preliminary, <clears throat> but very promising. They said 22 patients were observed after smoking cannabis using five separate measures of Parkinson disease symptoms. The study qualified the improvements in the study participants as, quote, significant, especially on the pain and sleep scores. Outstanding. Right? Outstanding. Uh, the authors, of course, suggested that larger, more comprehensive studies commence, given that there's been no clear evidence that medical cannabis treatment is addictive or harmful in any way. 
Can you say that again? Uh, they said that there has been no clear evidence that medical cannabis treatment is addictive nor harmful in any way. Okay, I just wanted to be clear about are that. We, okay, are we clear? <laughs> we're good, we're good. It is clear that more states need to make this safe and effective medicine available to its citizens which suffer Parkinsonism. So, well, thank you, Mr. Anthony. Uh, Hobie Anthony wrote that. Very well, well said. Um, so, Bravo. Yeah. Another, I feel like the list is growing, right? Yeah. Of, it's... And not only treatment, but if it works for treatment, what are its preventative effects? Like, are me and you never going to get cancer because we smoke weed all the time? Or what's, it's interesting, right? It is, absolutely. Especially with what we're seeing, the, the major studies that we're seeing is in the neuro, neuro everything that has to do with the brain. So what is it doing to the brain? How is it helping people, you know, who have uh, cognitive difficulties like well, seizures, if you epilepsy, wanna, you Parkinson's s- now? It's it's uh, it, it's really coming to where there's a huge population of sick people and they just want to try anything to get any bit of relief. Right. And so that the more this stuff is coming out, you know, they are saying that this stuff is a medicine like we were talking about with the girls and all the uh the patients that we've seen so far, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious that this is helpful. It's obvious that this is, you know, an effective treatment for a whole slew of neuro, uh, neurological disorders and, you know, other disorders. But when, more studies when you study something and, like that, the first place to start is how does it interact with us? And sure. obviously the brain being the first place to, to start that. So I, I can kind of see why they have uh, a lot of studies focus on that area. Yeah. And that's good because then we're going to figure it way out. But see, these are small studies. I mean, you're seeing this with even with the negative uh, one that we talked about last week and we'll talk about again this week is, you know, these are small sample studies because they can't get big funding on this stuff right now. So you have to pull it costs money. The bigger the sample size, the larger the project, the larger the study and the more money it takes. They're not going to be dumping a whole lot of funding into this when. You know, like we talked about a few weeks ago about political capital, right. people not willing to spend the, the cash on this type of, you know, uh, a small special interest type this uh, niche. industry. Right. It's, it's this, a niche. This industry. $18 billion a year niche industry. Now, yeah. that's fine. Just, yeah. That, that's totally but let's fine. let's place that against the defense budget. Sure. Well, <laughs> it's what, small. What compared. defense budget? <laughs> they just like do they whatever just, they all need. All of the money. <laughs> all of the money will be using on defense. Yeah. So all of the defense. <laughs> I, I. So you mentioned that study. Do you want you want to talk about that? Some um, the one that we Brian Palmer wrote about it on Slate uh, about the Journal of Neuroscience. Uh, he says they published a study linking recreational marijuana use to subtle changes in brain structure. Yes, this uh, is one that we that we kind of fumbled through last week. Right, Sorry. right. It was so, an edible. I blame the edible, and I banned myself from an edible before the show from now on. So <laughs> No more Rice Krispie Treats <laughs> no uh, before the show. So he says, a press release from the Society for Neuroscience trumpeted the Gilman study's importance because it looked at casual users rather than regular pot smokers who form the basis of most marijuana studies. Mm -hmm. That claim is dubious in the extreme. The subjects averaged 3.83, almost four days of smoking, and 11.2 total joints per week. Characterizing these people as casual uh, pot smokers was a great media hook, but it defied common sense. Is that 11 joints per week? Is that a lot? uh... Do we smoke a lot of pot? I guess. Shit. We're, we might. Shit. 
But okay, so that's three four days, days of smoking, well, eleven joints. Four days of smoking, twelve joints. Let's say to keep the math easy. Are you ready for stoner math? A couple couple joints a day. Four days, twelve joints. That's three joints a day. Three joints a day. I'm pretty sure we smoke weight. We might smoke a lot I, of pot. You know what? Now that I've switched Fuck. to vaping, I'd say I'm smoking a lot less. <laughs> oh, like really physically smoking like, a lot less, yeah. but mentally inhaling a lot more. Correct. A lot more. Right. Correct. Right. <laughs> uh, he, says, reuse. Car- uh, he says occasional users wondered if they'd done permanent damage, and parents were concerned that their teenagers might face profound neurological changes from experimenting with the pot. Any reporter who read the study, however, should have known not to take the bait. Did you take the bait? I I took the bait. And I got pissed even... off about it, and then I threw it in the in the okay. show notes for you. And then I I was. Did I take the bait? You totally <laughs> took the bait. How did I react? Was I on their side or not? I can't. No, remember. I was angry. I was like that study doesn't make sense. Okay, well that's good then. We so. we nailed that one then. Yeah. <laughs> Got that one right. <laughs> uh, so they say, even by the standards of past medical studies, it's a stretch to call these subjects casual pot smokers. Just two years ago, for example, Jana Kushin and colleagues published a study on a group that she called heavy marijuana users. In the average week, they smoked three grams of cannabis, uh, which is approximately two grams less than Gilman's casual smokers. So that's that's like an eighth a week. A day? Is that what they said? Like, right. And no. <laughs> that's, that's, um, fuck, dude. That's a lot of weed. We smoke a lot of weed. That's, I don't we might have to, the day. do we have a problem? I think you have a problem. Am I addicted to, <laughs> I think you have a problem, man. I didn't know you were smoking that much. No, it's okay. Sorry. When I first started doing podcasting, I was podcasting like three days a week, just one show. So I, I get addicted. I'm not a good test. Subject. No, dude. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I feel like when I was younger, like an eighth, I could make an eighth last a week if I had to, you know, yeah. if it was just that, me, right. I'm not sure. smoking all of my friends, all of my scavenger ass friends coming over, <laughs> smoking it too. It's like, this That's is true. This you, is just it, my little, you're not really getting accurate as to how much you're smoking right. because you're sharing with most of the people right. around you. We, I mean, I would say me, we, the collective, we. we smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. I would say I go through individually, maybe an ounce a month. I'd yeah. say, yeah, yeah. That's, I'd say that's that's my. I smoke a lot of tobacco use. too, though. I think I I go through one of those bags like probably uh, every like four days. Really, man, you're gonna die. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I you don't to die. die. Actually, I don't. That's, I quit smoking fun. a couple of years ago, and I feel like so good about it. I tried really? one of your cigarettes the other day, and oh, I felt like I was gonna vomit. right. I got dizzy. I'm right? like, I'm so glad this was just complete toxic for me. And I, I'm so happy. <laughs> and that's cleaner than what you would get out of like a camel I, or well, a Marlboro. I used to smoke the, the, the drugs. Oof. That was the thing back in the day. That was my normal thing. I would roll my own cigs. And so going back to that. Lights. I would smoke camel lights. Camel lights back camel in the day. Lights. Motherfucker, I wasn't a bitch when I started. So gross. 12 years old smoking Marlboro Reds. Damn, son. Yeah, I started the That's right way. That's street cred right yeah. there. <laughs> I only brush off my shoulder. So uh, they say the justification for calling Gilman's subjects casual smokers is that they didn't meet the criteria for dependence, uh, but when you count up the joints, the study doesn't look so revolutionary. Many stories also claim that the Gilman study showed direct causation between pot smoking and brain abnormalities. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Words. Holy shit. That's wrong. 
The study looked at differences between pot smokers and abstainers at a single moment. Only a longitudinal study examining brain changes over time could have suggested causation, right? Right. Okay. That's what we were talking about. Uh, as a letter yeah. writer to the Journal of Neuroscience noted, it's possible that pre-existing brain differences cause some people to seek out marijuana. And that's kind of what we were talking about, is that, like, if you have this like depression or this like self-medicating you're you're seeking you want that right and sometimes that's a lot easier than and cheaper than uh having to go to the doctor and being like yeah this is what's wrong with me and then they're gonna be like all right we're gonna try all these pills and maybe one of them or or a couple of them will work and you'll still be able to poop (laughs) and then you're like fuck now i'm hooked on these pills i take a lot of pills every day you know and then you're like fuck it, well, I mean, and then you think about the stigma that's continued with the mm-hmm. you know, child use of... You right? Know, it's just, I don't know. I, I started smoking when I was really young, and I felt like it was, you know, a pretty adequate, you know... And granted, for nice. anything, like we've said, you should wait till the brain is done doing its thing before you start doing your thing. Wait you know, for the to, ding. We need the ding right. Pfizer done, and that's like around 24, 25. Uh, so and we'll we'll put a link to this in the show notes hotboxpodcast.com but I'll wrap it up with this he says the biggest problem with the coverage of the marijuana study was that it failed to put the new research into context Valentina Lorenzetti of the University of Melbourne recently published a widely cited review paper synthesizing dozens of studies on marijuana and the brain uh, taking the literature as a whole there's evidence suggesting that marijuana use causes structural changes in three parts of the brain the frontal lobes temporal and the cerebellum Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, The data also reinforces the idea that long term heavy smokers experience greater changes than casual users. The studies, however, have serious flaws. They're typically small and have been unable to show that the structural changes cause cognitive impairment. Maybe those structural changes are making us more awesome. You don't know. We're we're evolved. That's That's true. Evolve or die. Evolve or die. (laughs) Uh, he says Gilman's study of 20 smokers isn't a good contribution, uh, is a good contribution to the literature, but it doesn't resolve those problems. So, right. uh, you can check it out on Slate. Slate. Uh, let's see. Last couple weeks, we were talking about the Florida vote. Yes. Uh, that was going to happen. That was Senate Bill 1030, I believe. I uh, and correct. it passed 36 to 3 which will allow treatment of epileptic children using the Charlotte's Web, uh, the high CBD, low THC strain. Mm-hmm. And they say the measure now moves to the House for a vote on HB 843, which is a similar bill. Uh, the House measure allows for treatment of other types of seizures inducing illnesses than the Senate version. So, so they're keeping it with mainly just seizures. Seizure illnesses, right. Yeah. Which, so I mean, a good disorder. first step, I guess, right? Better than not, sure. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice to but see this why is so full narrow. Medical. Why are you like, oh, you can only test it for this, but not it's, for that? It's like, pretty restrictive, but I mean, they are yeah. targeting for children. And sure, so sure. I, it's it makes sense that why they have to be restrictive on this. You want to hear about the opposition of it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so check this I always out. want to hear the opposition. Of course. Uh, uh, the Republican Thad Altman from uh, Melbourne. He Thad? was one of three. His name's Thad. That's an awesome name, Thad. One of three that. senators to vote against it. Uh, he contends that inadequate scientific testing has occurred with respect to medical marijuana. Now, would you are are you talking about the inadequate federal medical marijuana patients? I that believe you're were, correct. Or are you talking about like just the 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 state? Uh, 
fi- uh, research or the the research that was done back in the seventies. He which, he contends that. <laughs> Which one do you want to grab from here? Although the types of double-blind scientific tests favored by physicians has not occurred, the families in attendance for the Florida Senate's passage of the uh, vote by the children or the for the Charlotte's Web medical cannabis legislation can recite the benefits obtained by the children using the drug, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says uh, Senator Alan Bean, Republican Fernandina Beach. Nice. Uh, he says that anecdotal evidence obtained from parents indicates that the life-threatening seizures suffered by their children are reduced from 300 to 400 a month to a mere handful in many cases. Now, as as like upright walking thinking apes, you would say, "Wow, we have an awful lot of anecdotal evidence. Yeah. Perhaps enough that we should think about pursuing Actual research, scientific actual, studies, right? Like, like well, not saying that you can't do the studies because there's not enough studies. Like that's it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah, that's you kind of can't say that. I mean, you can, but we'll kind of call you an idiot if you do. Yeah, Thad, Thad, <laughs> Thad Altman. Uh, they say, and I mean, we've talked about this. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, what the Charlotte's Web does. Um, but they say that, of course, for the families contending with life-threatening seizures, the testing desired by some lawmakers may come too little too late. The main thing that I'm concerned about with, with these types of regulations on the amount of CBD versus THC is, again, this idea of alienating the THC out, out right, of the plant. Right, right. Giving it a bad name. Yeah, and it's it's an essential part. I mean, especially for... What I I feel is like anxiety disorders, mental health disorders. The THC is where you're trying to. It's the complete you know, target. It's package, the anti-anxiety right? for. Yeah, the whole, we've the seen whole what it does when you isolate just individual cannabinoids, like yeah, Marinol for right. Like, oh, I don't know, Marinol for example. <laughs> it's uh, you need them all. It's not a one or nothing, zero sum type of thing. You need it all. Whole whole plant. Extracts like Sativex sounds like something that I would be more on board with, but as long as it's whole plant and right, it, I don't know. I I don't like this demonizing of THC. Right, I agree. I mean, in in one aspect, it's good because it is uh, a move forward. It's but helpful for these types it of does patients. Suck. It's more it's more isolated for these types of right, disorders, right. and so that's good. Let's continue, you know, making high CBD strains for the people but, who and need high CBD strains, but. Don't don't neglect you know the right. entire other side of the 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 plant. And they have a whole research group right there. Yes, all of those parents that have all of those kids that have had to move all of those miles to go somewhere where they can actually like. I'm sure they would be more than happy to do the tests. Right. Right. To document yeah. their use. They probably more so than anybody because when they see the positive effects, they want to go and tell people like, hey, this actually worked. We've tried everything. Our kid can't poop. <laughs> this actually works. And they go and they spread the word, you know? Yeah. No, so. That's great. All right. Uh, we were talking about the marijuana banking yes. thing. Apparently in Colorado, it is no more. 
Am I reading that right? No. I think so. Snuffed More? out. They say so. Colorado had been crafting a plan to address the issue of, you know, all of this money. Hey, mm-hmm. can you guys figure out what to do with all this fucking money? The, just keep it in cash? Like, that I have in cash in a fucking in storage unit, like yeah. Breaking Bad? There's <laughs> like, just a big brick of cash. There's a pallet. Here's oh, I don't even know how much is in it because there's so much fucking money. You tried weighing it. I, I tried. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, they say that the proposed law was scotched late on Thursday. It would have allowed state licensed marijuana businesses, which can't legally access the regular banking system, uh, to create a financial co-op. Uh, something like an uninsured credit union. Right. Uh, Republican state rep Kevin Priola, who sponsored an amendment to table the measure, says lawmakers need to, quote, take some time to have this properly vetted. Really? Okay. Okay. Uh, how how bad was the wording in that? How bill? much time? Yeah, right. How badly was? Do the you wording? mean go like back this? and proofread your <laughs> shitty bill? Or like, I mean, were what are you guys you... high when you were writing? Were this you measure? guys high? <laughs> That's probably what we were high said. when we were writing it, but not when we were introducing it. Right? Okay. <laughs> That's, okay, That's... we're taking the fair enough. Okay. Uh, but representatives from both parties had expressed reservations about the legislation. And maybe it was. Maybe it was shitty legislation. I mean, we talked about it. It didn't seem... I mean, granted, we didn't read the whole thing. We're not fucking lawyers or anything, but... No, there's a lot of legalese in that stuff. Right. Just, uh, it says, Time Magazine notes that in February, the Justice and Treasury Departments issued guidance suggesting that banks could offer basic services to marijuana dealers, but financial institutions remain weary. Of course, because it's federal, right? And yeah. federally, we're going to come in, and now we have all the money. All of that. Because they just considered it all under that one thing, right? That that rule. I forget what it is, but, like, if you get busted, like, with drugs, they can just take all your stuff and count that in the in the shit. Right. So they would just roll in and be like, that money, that money is dirty, therefore all the money is dirty, therefore we will use uh, it for but stuff. it's federal. I'm guaranteeing they won't be able to collect on their federal insurance. Yeah, the you know, FDIC I mean, shit, the FDIC, right? Yeah, I mean, it can't. Uh, they they can't say that Colorado made 3.5 million in taxes and fees from legal pot in January. How much in just one month? Three. Three point five. Three and a half million. Three point five. Not like $35. It's not like $350 or $3,500. Million. 3.5 mil in one month. That's 31 days January, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How many days January? Is that 31? 30. 3.5 million? Just sitting here in the storage. That's cool. Fucking lawmakers. I'll tell you what. Fucking lawmakers. (laughs) All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think that should um, do it. I think so too. Oh, All I right. did want to talk about this vape. Oh yeah, man. you got a vape. Let's. I talk got about a new vape. vape and so then we'll wrap this up. This is called the Magic Flight Launchbox, and I got this on Mass Drop. It was one of the group buy deals, and I got a pretty good deal on it. The waiting time kind of sucked, but I dealt with it. Whatever. I got it here the day after four twenty, so it was just slight annoyance there. But either way, so it comes in a really cool tin. A uh, nice little to-go case that you can take around with you. Uh, it comes with the brush, two uh, rechargeable batteries, and a nice little how-to guide. Um, it's just, I like smoking out of wood. And there's something about the feel of the wood in my hand. It's just a square, small square box. It fits in the palm of your hand. 
and it's got uh, a battery that sticks out and a little herb chamber with a trench in it. And we, as you push in on the battery, it creates a nice little vape. Uh, and I love it, man. It's so portable. It's It gives a really good, decent cloud to it. It um, the, the smell, I mean, the taste, you taste the weed a lot. But I mean, anybody who's vaped knows the, the, the positive benefits. So you smoke less. You can keep the vape afterwards, but I'm not going to go too big into that. It's just the portability is what I love so much about this uh, this flight, this launch box. And I've, I've had the, the cheaper ones before, like the Puffet. I had the Puffet. Right, it right. only lasted me about like 45 days. It, it just kind of... And then burned out or you it, got shit yeah. in the element or... I don't know. It yeah. just burned out. Like sure. the battery just got sort of, sort of fucked up on it. I modded it a little bit to try and make it... Oh, like, there went your warranty. A little bit better. <laughs> yeah, so there went my warranty. But okay. this one, I don't, I don't feel like I need to mod this at all. No, it works good. We've been uh, playing with it here and there. It's 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 nice. Oh yeah, and it's it's nice and stealth too. I mean, if I'm driving around, I'll hold it like this, and so it's like in the palm of my hand, and I can. It's, it's not. Like, it's way more low key than those brightly colored. Like I see you people just rolling around, and I do it too. But I'm low key because I'm smoking spliffs all day, right? right so I'm just sure. smoking cigarette for all you. But like you guys are like. I see people still hitting off pipes, but I, I notice a lot more the people doing the down because you can't tip the or the vapes up, right? So they're like driving like this while they're hitting their vape. Are they hitting their vape or are they hitting their bong? Cause no. I, <laughs> yeah, I, like saw, I saw some kid the other day had this big ass glass bong as big as their testicles in their vehicle? in their lap. That's not while safe. he's driving with his knees. And That's he's, not. Safe. He's just taking a fat bong. Are you doing it just to do it, like just to say you did it, or is I, this like a, a daily occurrence? For I you? think this was a, out of necessity. He probably didn't have anything else around but his bong. Makes sense. Makes maybe sense. I don't know. I just saw a dude fucking All right. his bong. On the road. Oh, I will mention also uh, that it's time again to renew the domain. So if anyone wants to pitch in on that, you know, that we do these awesome. shows for free and all that. Uh, it's not very much, but if you if you got a few bucks to kick in, definitely hotboxpodcast.com slash donate and uh, chip in and we'll I mean we'll renew it whether or not, obviously. But it would be nice if the community at large uh, would would pitch in crowdsource. This is our most downloaded uh, show besides the Android show I do. So I like that. Android lots of pot people yeah. and lots of Android users on the internet. <laughs> so good deal. We like it. Uh, all right, that'll do it. Uh, yes, definitely check out Sherry and Jessica's show on GoodMedicine.tv. We'll it put is links. a good. It's very entertaining. Factor. So uh, we'll put links to that stuff in the show notes. Again, our site is hotboxpodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we're on iTunes. You can write us a review there. We appreciate it. We're also on Stitcher, so uh, take a listen there, if you will. And uh, anywhere where it says, hey, did you like this show or do you want to rate this show or review it, do it. It takes like a sec, and it helps us out tremendously. So uh, you can email info at hotboxpodcast.com and leave us a message at 406-204-4687. So, uh, Outstanding, man. Good deal. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out. Peace. If you like you weed, like this weed, is where you where need you need to, need to be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.